Hey everyone, welcome to Embassy City. I am so grateful that you've decided to worship with us today. I wanna to say hi to all of the residents of our physical location, and I wanna say hi to all of our partners that are watching us around the world. Thank you so much for making Embassy City a part of your spiritual diet, a part of the way that you feed yourself and grow in God. I'm so excited and happy that you're with us. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Exodus chapter number three. We are in a series entitled Reentry. We've been talking all month about what it means to re-enter society. Everything is the same except us. Because of what God is doing on the inside of our hearts, we are not the same. And so we've been talking the last two weeks about different re-entries, and today we're going to do the same. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Exodus chapter number three. I want to read the first 15 verses in your hearing. I need you to deal with that. You know, we love to read scripture here at Embassy City. So I want to read those first 15 verses, and I'll give you the title of the message, and then we'll see what the Holy Spirit has to say. Is that all right? All right. Okay. Starting at verse number one, Exodus chapter number three, here is what the scriptures say. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in, in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. 
Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name. My name to be remembered for all generations. That is good stuff right now. All right. So if you're taking notes on this message, the title of this message, two words, be yourself. That's right. That's what I want to talk to you today about. I want to talk to you today about being yourself. Let's pray before we get into the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to be ourselves. Amen. Yo, I'm so excited about this message. I'm so excited to teach you what it means to be yourself. We've been talking about Moses the last couple of weeks and how God called him to be a rescuer. We talked last week about not leaving yourself behind and 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 how when you run away from a situation or you run away from uh, an experience in your life, that there's some things that you have to have healed in you. There's some some broken places that you have to have uh, restored in you so you can be the person that God has called you to be. Now, when you hear these two words, be yourself, uh, sometimes people can take that as permission to really do whatever you want to do with your life. But I want to give you some context before I give you these points, because you can't be the self you want to be outside of the plan that God has for you to be. Did you get that? You cannot be who you want to be outside of the plans that God has called for you to be. So when I say be yourself, I'm not saying do you. I'm not saying that that however you feel like you want to live, you get to live. I'm saying you have to be yourself according to the purposes and the plans that God has ordained for your life. That self, that self will be triumphant. That self will be victorious. That self will be an overcomer. That self will be the head and not the tail. That self will be above and not beneath. That self will have God's anointing on its life that will be able to withstand any storm, test, trial, or tribulation that the enemy could throw at you. So I just want you to have that context because because I don't want anybody to get the notion that being yourself means that however you feel, And however you want to experience life is permitted because God just made me like this. No, no, no. We have to take ourselves to God the Father and submit our lives to him with this thought in mind. God, I need you to tell me how you want me to live the life you gave me. Listen, y'all, that's good. You got to hear that again. Let's take our lives to God and submit to him as humble as we can that, God, my life is yours and I need you to tell me what to do with the life you gave 
me. This is what happens with Moses. Moses, who has escaped murder charges. Moses, who has, who has run away into the desert, has now started a completely different life. He's gotten married. He's had a baby. For 40 years, he's on the backside of some desert with a new life, a new identity, living the way that he wants to live until he has an encounter with God. And when he has this encounter with God, everything changes. He's out and he's tending to the flocks and the sheep as they graze. He looks to the distance and sees that there is a burning bush. A bush that is burning, but it's not being consumed. Something that is on fire, but it's not burning up. And he's amazed by it and he's drawn to it. And here's the, here's the reason why he was drawn to it, because it didn't burn out. I got to stop right here. See, 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 Moses was accustomed to brush fires. Uh, living in, in those uh, uh, dry uh, climates, he was accustomed to seeing brush fires. He was accustomed to seeing fires uh, 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 swell up and then die out. He was accustomed to seeing some things flame on and then flame out. But what made this bush different is that it caught on fire and stayed on fire. I, I don't know who this is for, but some of you all need to hear that God wants to come into your life and catch fire on you and in you, not for it to go away, but for it to continue, not for it to die out, but for it to grow. Moses is in amazement. This, this, this bush is burning and it has not died out. I have to go see what's going on. And as he approaches it, a voice speaks from this fire. Moses, Moses. Moses goes, here I am. Then God starts giving, them, giving him the instructions about what he's supposed to do as an assignment from God to rescue Israel from their suffering. So if you're taking notes, I have three points to this message, obviously. Uh, and so if you're writing and some of y'all some great note takers, can I just say uh, when I look on Instagram uh, on Sunday afternoons and see the notes you all take, yo, nerds literally rule the world. I'm so happy that you are taking notes. I'm so happy that you're able to jot this stuff down. I'm so happy that it's practical enough and relevant enough for you to feel like I can use this today. So. Kudos to all my note takers. Y'all just get me so hyped. So take good notes, all right? And uh, if you're not a good note taker, don't, don't worry. We'll take the best notes that we find on social media and we'll post them for you. How about that? All right. So point number one, and here's how I want you to head it. Uh, be yourself because. Th th there's a reason why God wants you to be yourself when he's called you to do what he's called you to do. So, so uh, I want you to write, be yourself because. Be yourself because you ready? Point number one, be yourself because God is sending you. That's right. You need to be yourself because God is sending you. Here's what it says 
uh, in Exodus chapter number three, verse number 10. Now go, this is what God is saying, for I am sending who? You to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. What? Wait a minute, God. I just want to make sure you understand who you're asking to go. You're asking a fugitive to go be a rescuer? Absolutely. You're asking a murderer to go be a rescuer? Absolutely. You're asking somebody who's tried to run away from their past and never think about it again to go back to the place that they never wanted to remember and be a rescuer? Absolutely. You want to take somebody that deserted their brothers back to his brothers and sisters and become the person you had always ordained them to be? Absolutely. I am sending you. Write this down. I am sending all of you back to Egypt. Ooh, this is good for somebody. I am sending all of you back to Egypt. The good of you, the bad of you, the ugly of you, the worst of you, the best of you. I'm taking it all and I'm sending it back to Egypt so you can confront your past and rescue your present and send them into the future. Listen, this is for somebody. You have to understand that God has a plan for you. Well, 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 I don't have everything together yet. No, no, no. God is saying, I am sending you. The good in you, the bad in you, the ugly in you, the worst of you, the best of you. I'm sending all of you into my purposes and plans and you have to go. Oh, I don't feel adequate enough to go. I feel disqualified. God said, I'm sending you. And when he's sending you. You have to be open. To give yourself permission to be used by God to do what he has called you to do. He knew Moses's past and he called him anyway. He knew Moses's weaknesses and he called him anyway. He knew what Moses struggled with and he called him anyway. I am the great I am. Sending. You. I don't know who this is for, but somebody has to allow God. You have to give him permission. To use you. Even though you feel like you should not be used. There's a plan and a purpose that he has for your life. He's sending you. And this is why you have to be yourself. The self that he created you to be. Because as you go. You will understand that there's something about the experiences that you have had. That's going to connect with the people he's assigned you to. It's going to give them a breakthrough that they never thought they could experience had it not been for the you that he sent. Point number two, please write this down. Be yourself because God is with you. Now, you got to understand this point, because if it was just about you going somewhere, you wouldn't do much. But point number two qualifies the you who's going to do what God has instructed you to do. Why is it going to work? Why are you going to be successful? Why is God going to bless it? Because God is with you. So be you because God is going to be with you 
when you go. Here's what it says in Exodus chapter number three, verse number 12. God answered to Moses' protest of how can I go? Who am I? Here's God's answer. I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. And y'all got to get this. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Now, I, I, I'm going to go slow on this, okay? Uh, because I, I really want y'all to understand the prophetic nature of what God tells Moses in this moment. He says, listen, Moses, I'm sending you back to Egypt, but here is how you're going to know that I am the one that sent you when you get back to this very mountain. Now, if that's not a prophetic word, I don't know what is. He basically says, here's how you're going to know that I'm with you. When you get back here with everybody I told you to go get, that's how you're going to know that I was with you. That's a prophetic word for somebody. How am I going to know that God's going to bless me? When you're on the other side of this and you see the victory, that's when you're going to know that I was with you the entire time. I don't want you to pay attention to the threats of Pharaoh. I don't want you to pay attention to your life being in danger. I, I want you to trust me to go to the place that I've called you to go and understand this. When you get back here, we're going to have a party. When you get back here, you're going to feel my presence. When you get back here, you're going to understand that what I've called you to do is so unique that you won't even be able to have a full context to what I've done until you get back to the very place that I told you to go from. Ooh, this is good for somebody. Listen, somebody needs to know that what God has purposed and planned for your life, he is going to get victory in and through your life. He is going to get glory out of your life. There is a story that he's putting on your life. He's writing a new chapter. He's writing a new chapter. I don't know who that's for, but I'm going to say it again. He is writing a new chapter on your life. And it won't be until you get back to the point where you first heard God's word that you go, I can't believe that you actually did this. Now, now I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, uh, why this resonates with me so much and why I feel it so strongly. Because I remember when I moved from California to Texas, uh, uh, with three suitcases and $400 to my name on a, on, a, on a Greyhound bus, a terrible ride, okay? And I remember getting to Texas, and I remember when I, when I had my first apartment, it was in Irving, right down the street from this location, not a mile and a half uh, 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 in distance from this very location. And I remember being that apartment. It was a Glen Arbor Apartments right off Beltline and Walnut Hill. There was like another apartment complex next to it. And then there was a Burger King right there. That's still on the corner. Like my, my, my memory is, is coming back to me. You're serving me real good. good. Good job, memory. I appreciate you. So, so, so I remember being in that apartment. I remember having no car. I remember not having a lot of money. I remember when people broke into uh, uh, my, my, my apartment and stole all my clothes, y'all. They stole all my clothes and only... Uh, they only left the church closed. I guess these people wasn't going to church. And, and I remember feeling dejected. I remember feeling down. I remember getting fired from TXU. I remember, I remember having to take the bus to work and missing the bus and, 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 and having to walk home uh, uh, three or four miles in the dark around Irving. And I remember the words that God would, would give me. That, that he was going to bless me in Texas, that he, that he was going to do something for me here. 
And it's not until 20 plus years later that I am in Irving, Texas, in a building off a of Beltline, that I realize that the words that God told me were true. What did he tell Moses? When I bring you back to this very spot, then you'll know that I was with you all the time. Then you'll know that I was the one that was beside you all the time. I am going with you. The great I am is going with you. So you can break that generational curse. He's going with you. So you can get over your low self-esteem. He is going with you. So you can break the chains of depression. He is going with you. So you can break the chains of a poverty mindset. He is going with you. So that you can uh, 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 own the business. He is growing with you. So that you can uh, uh, let pride go. He is growing with you. So that you can get your mind off of negative things and, and, and think about the positive things that he wants to do. He is growing with you, going with you and growing with you until you believe that the you he sent is enough to do the assignment that he's called for you. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I said, that's good stuff. I said, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, uh, point number three, please write this down. Uh, uh, be yourself because God is your authority. That's right. The third reason why you have to be yourself is because God is your authority. Here's what it says in Exodus chapter number three, verse number 14. God replied to Moses because what Moses wanted to know, what name should I give him? How do I know what I'm supposed to say? God's reply is, I am who I am. He said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Y'all, this is so good. God is our authority. I, I, I need you to rest in this. Now, this is this is a. Anytime I read I am that I am, I get hyped and and, and I want to shout it and I want to I want to turn up. But I'm going to turn down. I want to turn down. And I want to tune in. So that you understand. That you have authority. That has been given to you by God. To step into the season you're about to step into and claim what he has promised you. I want you to understand this. God wants you to go to where he's assigned you to go. And the reason why you're going to be successful is because God's presence is with you. But there's some situations, some individuals that are not intimidated by merely the presence. So they have to feel the authority in order to understand who's with you. And here's what God told Moses. And here's what I'm telling you. God 
is your authority. He is your power. He is your source. When they ask me, who sent you? What should I tell them? Tell them I am who I am. It's a name that's going to be remembered for generations. It's as close as you can get to the name that I'll put all authority in. But it's not time to utter that name. So until then, just say I am. For all of the Old Testament, all you get is an I am. When I finally reveal this perfect plan, it will be Jesus, the great I am. There's authority and power that he gives in his own name. And although they couldn't utter the name Jesus in the Old Testament, although that 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 power and that authority hadn't been bestowed on that name yet, because that name, that word hadn't been manifested in the flesh to be given the name that was above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess in things above the earth, under the earth and in the earth. He said, I, I, I don't want you to feel shortchanged. You don't get to use the name Jesus yet, but I, but I will give you something that you can use for the situation that you're in. It's I am. You are and I am. You are a rescuer. That's what I, that's what I've ordained for you to be. You are a business owner. That's who I've ordained for you to be. You are creative. That's what I've gifted you to be. You are a worshiper. That's who I've gifted you to be. You are an artist. That's what I've gifted you to be. You are a preacher. That's who I've gifted you to be. You are a stellar employee. That's who I've gifted you to be. A, a wonderful husband, a wonderful wife. That's all the things that you are. But I am peace. I am life. I am deliverance. I am healing. I am power. I am omnipresent. I am all knowing. I am provision. I am. Ooh, I'm feeling it today, y'all. He is the great I am. So I want you to understand that you can be yourself. What self? The self that God created you to be. The self that God intended you to be. The self that God ordained you to be. That's who you have permission to be if you will allow God permission. You don't have to be the self society created you to be. You don't have to be the self that your family said you were. You don't have to be the self that you've even defined yourself by. You have the power to be who God has called you to be. And if you would simply bring your life into his hands, you would see him do exceedingly, abundantly, 
above all that you could ever ask or think. So, be yourself. He wants to use you. He's going to be with you. He wants to give you some authority so that you can re-enter and be completely different than the surroundings that you're stepping into. You look good, but he's going to make you look better. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? I know this message was for somebody. I can feel you. I'm telling you right now, I want you to get this message. I want you to get it down deep on the inside of your soul. And, and, and if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if somebody sent you the link to this message, if you're listening over podcasts, I want you to take this message. And don't be afraid of it. I want you to open up your heart and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead. I, I want you to repent. I want you to change your mind about the way that you've been living your life and give God permission to tell you how he always planned for your life to be. I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. If you've prayed that prayer, if you've made that declaration, that statement that Jesus Christ is Lord, God raised him from the dead, and I repent of my sins, you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, and I welcome you into a fabulous country full of brothers and sisters, Worshiping the Father together. I love you guys so much. Can I just say thank you? Thank you so much. Even though we have been uh, away from each other, I just want to say thank you for your generosity. Thank you for the way that you have extravagantly given to this church so that we could continue to upset the world. It doesn't go unnoticed, y'all. You all have tithe, you have given offerings, you have sacrificed, you have done things that has just been spectacular. And so I just want to say that I love you guys so much and I thank you for being partners with this ministry, for being participators with this ministry. I'm so grateful to know that we don't just have consumers we have people that are consumed here, consumed by the presence and power of God so that we can be ambassadors that upset the world. I love you guys so much. I'll see you next week.